Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go AU Fur. With me this week, well, I guess again this week, is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. We get to talk about championship stuff now. Woo! <laughs> and you street. Hey y'all. So, uh, this is part two of the Mega Sports Edition podcast week at the Daily Gopher. Uh, We got so excited talking about Ben Johnson. We thought, you know what, let's make sure hockey has appropriate placement because a new head coach is a big deal, but we've got a hockey team in the NCAA tournament, and they're a one seed. So, you know, that that deserves uh, some appropriate attention. Andy, you know, in reading your recap of the the seeding, it feels like all in all, Minnesota got a pretty decent draw in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they got about the best they could probably ask for. Um, they're they're not in the easiest group. They arguably might be in the toughest group, but it's a, it's just a fair breakdown. Um, yeah, the Gophers got the uh, the number one seed in the in the West Region, which is being played in Loveland, Colorado, this year. They're the number three national seed, which uh, you could have probably flipped a coin between Boston College and Minnesota for the two and three national seeds, but you can't really make an argument either way. So, um, no, the Gophers are in in a, in a decent spot, and uh, yeah, they'll have to get through. Um, you know, a couple of tough teams. They have to. Uh, they they open up uh, Saturday night against uh, Omaha which is the fourth team out of the NCHC that got into the tournament. And, and they're a pretty physical team, and, and they beat North Dakota twice this year, so they definitely can, can play top teams. Um, and assuming they win, uh, they advance to Sunday night's region final, and they'll either have to beat uh, Quinnipiac, uh, who won the ECAC, or they'll have to play Minnesota State Mankato, who, uh, you know, up till a week ago was basically in the driver's seat, in theory, for the number four over national seed, the final number one seed. Um, but they dropped a game uh, in the uh, WCHA semifinals to Northern Michigan. Their their stud goaltender, uh, Dryden McKay, who's uh, been amazing all year, gave up four goals in, in a period and a half and got yanked. And, and that basically bumped them down to the two line. Um, so they're going to have to basically Minnesota, the potential they could play a, a in-state rival that, uh, you know, they haven't seen hardly at all in the last couple of years and, and, uh, has a very different style of play from them. So it, it, it really could be a, an interesting regional breakdown. Um, you know, uh, but if the Gophers do what they do, if they play up to the way they did, uh, against Wisconsin in the big 10 championship game, uh, except for that, you know, 10 minute spurt in the third period, um, in in theory, there's there's a good chance the Gophers on Sunday night have, have booked a trip to the Frozen Four, but uh, there there's just an easy uh, uh, possibility that the Gophers come out flat and and either one any one of these teams in this region could easily beat Minnesota. There are no more easy games the rest of the way. Um, you know they're not well even as we've seen the the quote unquote easy four seeds have had their way with the one seeds in the NCAA hockey tournament over the past few years. So um, you know. If if Omaha beats the Gophers in in the in the first round on Saturday, it'll be disappointing. But in no way can you say it's a uh, it's a big upset. Omaha is a good team, and and the Gophers got to bring it. So you know, I think when I look back at the at the Gophers season, I feel like I I see two things that have beaten them, other than just you know their own sluggish play. Uh, the first was a Notre Dame team that really. Um, did a good job of, of stacking uh, their own defensive zone, making it entry into the zone 
difficult kind of taking away the the passing game that Minnesota seems to to like under Bob Monsko. The other is a team in Wisconsin that frankly could just put the puck in the net and and do it quickly. Uh, and do you I mean do you see that threat? I honestly I haven't really gotten to pay much attention to Omaha or Mankato this year. Do you see either of those teams as uh, matching into one of those kind of um, styles? Uh, is there any, or is there anything specific about the styles they do play that worries you um, separate from what Minnesota has to do? Like, assuming Minnesota plays, you know, pretty pretty well, doesn't start sluggish. Is there something specific about either of those teams that still worries you a great deal? I think honestly, it's going to be a, an even more different style play than the Gophers have seen at all. Um, you know, Omaha is a, is a much more physical team than I think the Gophers have are used to seeing in the Big Ten. Um, you know, from from doing a little bit of research on them, they they score a lot of their goals on on dirty rebounds in front. They're gonna they're gonna crash the net hard. They're gonna be smacking Lafontaine. They're gonna be trying to get under his skin, uh, popping anything they can find for loose rebounds. They're gonna be you know in traffic, hitting hitting the Gopher defenders, trying to create havoc. And I think you know most of the Minnesota teams they played this year uh you know in the Big 10 which have been good have have had, had a lot more skill and finesse i mean we saw Michigan's crazy offense Wisconsin's crazy offense uh, Omaha's not going to really be that type of offensive threat um they're they're much more going to try and get zone possession and and take shots from the point and try and crash the net hard and and you know i don't think it'll be interesting to see the go the go for defenders haven't really dealt with that type of uh that type of play all year so that's why it'll be a little bit more interesting um the thing about that is, is Omaha I think is not quite as as skilled in transition as a lot of those teams so if the gophers can can get those rebounds and get them cleared I mean I wouldn't be surprised to see the gophers make hay and, and transition the other way uh get a couple of odd man rushes or, or get Omaha in, in bad spots where the gophers can take advantage so you know, um, it, it's just going to be a matter of, of whether the Gophers fall into playing their opponent's game or whether they can control the play against against the first set of the Mavericks. Um, you know, Minnesota State, if they get there, I think Minnesota State and Quinnip- Quinnipiac play pretty similar. Uh, they've got a couple of really skilled offensive players. Uh, Odin Tufto for Quinnipiac is a, is a Hobie Baker finalist, uh, Minnesota native. Um, he's He's been one of the best scorers in the country this year, so he'll be somebody, if, if the Gophers get Quinnipiac, they're going to have to watch. Um, but their their goaltender uh, goaltender Keith uh, I'm gonna slaughter the name Pietruzzi I think um, he's also a, a Hobie Baker finalist. In fact, this region has four Hobie Baker finalists out of the ten, uh, three of which are goalies between Lafontaine McKay for Minnesota State and and Pietruzzi for Quinnipiac. So, I mean, the potential could be it could be a goalie battle. It could be a, a one nothing or a 2-1 game that gets you to the Frozen Four, if uh, depending on how the teams match up. So uh, I think Minnesota's most important thing is going to be trying to control play, going to be going to be trying to, you know, make sure that teams have to keep up with them, not that they fall into playing the style of play that uh, their opponents want to play. Because arguably, um, they don't match up terribly well with that style. They'd much rather run and gun. I think they'd match up much better with the, the Michigans and the Wisconsin style of play than they do sort of the the hard grinding out uh, play that we might see a little bit more from our opponents this weekend. I guess uh, if you had to give predictions for what the Frozen Four looks like coming out of this weekend, uh, who do you think the four Frozen Four um, uh, attendees, who punches their ticket? 
Yeah, it's really interesting because there's there's a couple of the brackets that look a little bit easier, and then and then there's some that you know are quite up up in the air. Um, you know, I'll start out with the West. I I, I do think the Gophers do it. I, I think I think they've got enough talent, and I think Jack Lafontaine has has bailed them out uh, at times this season. Um, and you know, they really did click in that final game against Wisconsin. And and Bob Motzko is going to have them ready to play. I don't think they're going to come out flat. Um, so I do think I do think the Gophers get out of the West region. Um, you know, if you're looking at the Midwest, that's up in Fargo. Uh, North Dakota plays American International, while uh, UMD and Michigan play in the second semifinal. North Dakota, by far, is the favorite in that. I mean, they're the favorite to win the national tournament. But, um, you know, I, I kind of honestly want to watch that North Dakota-Michigan game. I think that could be really entertaining. Two really high-skilled offenses going at it, blow for blow. I mean... I wouldn't be shocked to see that game end up in a in a seven five seven six you know shootout, and I think that could be really entertaining. But I think I got to take North Dakota in that one. Um, head up to the uh, the northeast in in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, that's where Wisconsin lucked into the final number one seed, um, and arguably on paper they have the easiest path. Um, they will play uh, Bemidji State. Uh, all five Minnesota teams for the first time ever got into the NCAA tournament this year. That's something we should have brought up a little bit earlier. But, yeah, this will be the first year all five Minnesota Division One teams are playing in the tournament. Um, you know, Bemidji State, the third team out of the WCHA, they're, they're good. They've played some tough teams, but the Badgers should should beat them, no problem. Um, and then the second semifinal in that group is, is UMass, who uh, won Hockey East, uh, ended up getting the uh, the top number two seed, the number five overall seed. Um, and they will play uh, Lake Superior State, who uh, probably got into the tournament by winning the WCHA tournament, got get that at-large bid. Um, UMass could be a, a tougher task for the Badgers if they match up. Uh, they got a lot of skill, a decent goaltender who's, uh, who's actually a Minnesota Wild uh, draft choice a couple of years ago. In uh, I think his name's Philippe Lomberg. Um but I, I honestly, to be honest, I see I see the Badgers coming out of there. I think uh, you know they they just got too high potent in offense, and uh, you know the one flaw Wisconsin will have is if they get uh, you know if they get a night of goaltending like they did the first two periods against Minnesota, um, you know I, I I I'd be you know kind of surprised if they do, but that could be the one the one flaw in the Badgers. So I'll take Wisconsin in that one, and then the final group, the East in Albany. Uh, Boston College, the number one seed, um, they will play, um, I'm completely blanking who they, oh, they played Notre Dame, that's right, Notre Dame, the last team that snuck into the tournament, uh, the only reason Notre Dame's in the tournament is because St. Lawrence, the ECAC tournament champion, uh, had to bow out, uh, their coach tested positive the day, for COVID, the day after they won the ECAC tournament, so St. Lawrence had to drop out of the tournament, opening up one last at large spot, and Notre Dame, the fourth team from the Big Ten, squeezes in. Uh, that could be an interesting game. Those two teams have a lot of history, uh, going back to when Notre Dame played in Hockey East. Uh, they do not like each other, and obviously a huge football rivalry, too. They don't, do not like each other much. Um, then the second semifinal is Boston University against St. Cloud State, um, the Huskies get shipped out east to have to deal with the two Boston teams. Um, again, I would say probably BC's the the favorite to come out of that one. Um, but St. Cloud State, if they if they play well, could uh, put it all together and uh, could pull an upset. So I'll I'll say you know 
uh, it, it won't happen. I'm, I'm taking all the number one seeds in, in Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, and uh, and Boston College, which means it's guaranteed not to happen because I can't remember the last time all four number ones have, have made it to the Frozen Four. It's been quite a while, but um, they are the top four teams in the country for a reason, and, and they really, uh, I do think they they play well enough and, and have uh, enough uh, well-rounded goaltending offense and defense that uh, they'll end up in Pittsburgh here in a week and a half. That would be interesting to see chalk, uh, given that you're right. I, I can't name the last time, and it's it, it's been a while. Uh, Street, do we have a Blake's hockey question this week? We do, uh, sort of. Uh, so Blake would like to know, Andy, are you still mad? Well, uh, I, I'm less mad uh, about the, uh, the the women's selection. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin won, uh, now tying Minnesota with the uh, six NCAA championships. Minnesota still has one more title if they if they count their uh, ACHA championship from 2000. Um, it would have been nice to see Northeastern beat the Badgers. Uh, they almost did. Um, Daryl Watts, the the Boston College transfer, scored the game winner in overtime, bouncing the puck off of a of a Northeastern defender. Um, it was a ridiculously nice play. I, I can't uh, I can't lie it. Um, if we want to be mad, we can we can be mad by saying uh, today is is the 25th anniversary of a, a very frustrating day in Minnesota hockey history. Um, recording this on a Tuesday night, but uh, uh, this is the 25 25th anniversary today of the <coughs> infamous Mike Leg goal. Um, may those replays be burned forever. Uh, Steve DeBus, I think, is still looking over his shoulder, wondering what the hell happened. Um, One of the things I love most uh, about knowing you, Andy, is the depth and and just the you are Minnesota hockey from the from the get, like from the puck drop of your life. You are Minnesota hockey as a fan, and I love that. Uh, um, I got into it so much later, uh, being a, a pumpkin pusher in high school, um, and it's just great to 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 watch you just pull up, um, even if they're sometimes these memories uh, to pull up that 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 uh, that breadth of experience and and background. Uh, so that that's my happy happy to know Andy moment. Um, Okay, so we're feeling pretty good about hockey, which is a dangerous place to be as a Minnesota fan. But what we can, without any doubt, be extremely excited about is the uh, titles that were put together by a variety of Gophers this past weekend. Um, We've we've got wrestling national championship. Uh, We've got uh, women's swimming and diving championships. And we've got conference championships, gymnastics. Uh, and I mean, Andy, you were, you were really on top of all of those watching them happen kind of one after the other for a while. Um, what was your favorite moments? Uh, we'll talk about all of them, but to start, what's your favorite moment uh, from the championship weekend that we just had? Yeah, you know, it was, it was a pretty good weekend watching. Uh, you don't often get to see a school pull off three individual NCAA championships in, in three days, but that's what Minnesota did. Um, you know, Sarah Bacon, uh, the senior diver, um, you know, won uh, back-to-back national championships, first in the one meter on, on Thursday and then in the three meter on Friday. Uh, her third and fourth individual NCAA championships, she goes down as, as the uh, most uh, recognized individual NCAA champion in, in, in 
Minnesota women's sports history, uh, breaking the record tied by several others. She's the first woman to ever get an individual three-peat. Uh, Bacon won the one-meter NCAA championships in 2018-2019. She originally took last school year off to try and prepare for a spot on the U.S. Olympic team, uh, which obviously didn't ever happen. Um, so she came back for her, her fifth year, super senior year this year, and, and won both the one meter for the third straight year, or third straight time it was competed. And this is the first time she ever won the three meter. She's come close, I think, finishing second before. But this is the first time she, she pulled off the double. Um, four individual NCAA championships, um, you know, a great way to end her University of Minnesota career. Um, and as you'll see as a common theme, hopefully we will get to see her again this summer. Um, she'll definitely be uh, a major threat at the at the uh, U.S. Olympic diving trials in, uh, I think it's in Bloomington, Indiana, in early June. So uh, hopefully Bacon can uh, get a spot on the U.S. Olympic team and, and arguably potentially contend for a, a medal in Tokyo. She finished, I think it was second, uh, got the silver two years ago uh, at one of the uh, the World Pan Am Games or something. I can't remember exactly what level it was, but um, you know, I think Bacon will have a have a legitimate chance at potentially contending in Tokyo, which would be pretty cool. Um, to go along with that, then Saturday night, yeah, Gable Stevenson, the heavyweight wrestler, uh, he finally got his national title. It looked like he was going to get it last year before the uh, before the NCAA wrestling championships were were canceled due to COVID, uh, but Stevenson tore through uh, the field, basically rematching the whole way through with the quarters of, uh, you know, several of his Big Ten foes. He vanquished both in the regular season and the Big Ten tournament. Uh, went through uh, Penn State's Greg Kirklevet in the quarterfinals, Iowa's Tony Cassiope in the semis, and then a rematch with Mason Paris of Michigan, uh, Big Ten championship rematch again in the NCAA tournament. Gable took cook them all down, no problem, boom, boom, boom. Um, you know, winning the first Gopher NCAA Individual Wrestling Championship since Tony Nelson won the heavyweight back-to-back in 2012 and 2013. Uh, adds his name to a, a list of Minnesota heavyweight wrestlers. You might have heard a couple of these guys. Brock Lesnar, Vern Gagne, maybe? Um, and, you know, it won't be surprising to see in a year or two here uh, that Gable Stevenson uh, joins those two uh, in the professional wrestling Annals. Um, the question will be is whether he decides to come back for his senior year next year or not, uh, or whether uh, Vince McMahon decides to throw enough money at him now that he decides to forego his senior season. Um, he has one more major task ahead of him. Uh, that's not this weekend, but the weekend after down in Fort Worth. It's the U.S. Wrestling Olympic Trials. Uh, where he will be wrestling with basically everybody he faced in the NCAA tournament. Um, and uh, the current number one ranked U.S. heavyweight, who is a, a former, I think he's a college grad, I can't remember his name, I should have it in front of me, but uh, Stevenson right now is, is the number two ranked heavyweight in the U.S. Um, he, he will be fighting, basically, for a chance. The U.S. only gets to send one to Tokyo. So he will be he will be fighting for his uh, his Olympic dream uh, in in 10 days or so here down in Fort Worth and see whether he can, uh, he can make the U.S. Olympic squad. Um, if he does... Um, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be a threat to, to, to win a medal in Tokyo as well. And if he does that, I think the chance of him coming back for his senior season at Minnesota next year is, is definitely decreased. Um, if, uh, if he doesn't quite get to make the Olympic team, I think, uh, I think I 
he'll come back for one more shot to try and win another NCAA title. Uh, to go along with that, uh, we posted it once on, on Twitter today in case you saw it, but uh, Steveson is one of, I think, six finalists for the uh, Hodge Award, which is basically the college wrestler uh, award. It's basically the, the uh, their version of uh, the wrestling Heisman, or take your pick, the wrestling Hobie Baker, however you want to put it. Um, he's definitely one of two favorites for the award. Spencer Lee of Iowa won it last year. He's also up for it as well this year. Um, but there is uh, a way, there is a fan vote, and, and the winner of the fan vote gets five extra um, first place votes in, in the competition. Um, so go to our, our Twitter page, uh, find that link, and, and vote for Gable to try and give him a, a leg up on, on Spencer Lee. So we'll get to gymnastics in just a second, but I do have to say, having you know seen you know Gable just destroy people, it's it's been abundantly clear how athletic he is, and you'd think that nothing would surprise you. And then he goes and just does a standing backflip, which for a man his size, uh, I don't even want. I don't I don't grasp what it takes to be able to to do that and to make it look effortless. And artistic, and any, that's what he did when he won his title. Uh, and so, yes, Gable Stevenson, um, uh, an athlete unlike many I've ever seen. And uh, God, I, I saw this on Twitter too. But can you imagine if he played football? Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Vince um, Wilfork could do a backflip, though probably not a, a roundhouse backflip in the way that Stevenson did it. Just if we're talking about insane athletes who played football. Uh, Vince Wilfork could do a backflip. Yeah, it, it's just it, there's a reason everyone loves big guy touchdowns. It's because you don't get to see you don't see big guys do standing backflips. What the hell is that? No, that the well, not just the backflip per se. The height of the backflip after yes! after let us once again after just winning a national championship match. So it's not like he did it super fresh. <laughs> He fought, I what the the other best heavyweight in the country smoked him, and then just casual as you can. Got stupid amount of height. Yeah, I mean the the thing. It also incidentally, I mean, for as a feat of athleticism, is incredibly impressive. But it similarly is you know, mentioned about the the gymnast winning the championship. Watching what Lexi Ramler is capable of contorting her body into is stupid, impressive. For yeah, so the women, the women win uh, the Big Ten championship. Uh, you know, I know we we talked in the pod last week that they'd need everybody to step up, and that's certainly because you know they've got they've got stars. But you want to win that that team championship, you need all everybody uh, pulling together, and that's definitely what happened. Um, I'm just, I was really excited because it's, it's, I think it's great in a, in a setting like that where you've got numerous, uh, individuals, number of individuals who are, who are knocking out, um, record level performances on a regular basis as Minnesota has. I really like it when the rest of the team is able to join in on that. Um, and you know, I've always actually enjoyed watching in the Olympic I care way more about team gold uh, when the U.S. is able to pull that off uh, than individual gold, 
despite individuals just continually doing amazing things. Because it's just, I don't know, somehow for me with gymnastics, it's always been cool to watch a team come together and have folks who aren't going to necessarily automatically win their individual event um, contribute. So I don't know. That was a really cool. That was really cool for me to to, to see them come up come out with that title. Andy or or Street, you're both a little better versed than I. What at this point? Obviously, the the U has multiple contenders for the the national titles uh, in individual events. Does the team itself have any real shot at a at a placing, or is this is one of those moments where you know we more or less just transition into cheering for individuals? Yeah, you know, I mean, they they have a they they have a chance to make the NCAA finals. Basically, the way the the way the gymnastics set up is we found out on Monday. So the Gophers are headed to the uh, the Athens Regional, Athens, Georgia, hosted by the University of Georgia again, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after. Uh, they are the number eight national seed. So the the way it does it, there's four regionals, and the NCAA sort of goes along the list, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 11, 12, so on, and, and matches up like, like in a bracket seating at the regional. So Minnesota is in the Athens regional with number one, Florida. Uh, the Gophers are number eight. Denver is number nine. Um, then there's like three or four other lower level teams. So, so basically, um, the, the way that uh, NCAA regionals works is is all eight teams will compete on Friday, four in the morning session, four in the afternoon session. The top four teams in the in the Friday sessions will make the Saturday finals, and then the top two teams in Saturday's finals get the automatic berth to the eight team NCAA team championships, which I think is is being held in Fort Worth uh, like two weeks later. Um, so. Does Minnesota have a chance to, to make the national finals? They do. Um, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to have a great performance. I think Florida is gonna be obvious one of the two teams coming out of that of that regional. So they're gonna have to beat Denver. They're gonna have to beat. Um, I can't remember whoever the to the sixteenth seeded team is. Um, they're gonna have to beat them. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen great in, uh, team performances. The Big Ten championship being one. Minnesota set their all time high score record for a team in the Big Ten championships. But as we've seen, it, one bad performance can crater you. Uh, the Gophers lost both to Iowa and Illinois this season because they had to count a fall off the balance beam. You do that, and you really can't make up the ground. So all it takes is is one person to have a, a bad event, and you're in deep trouble. Um so, I mean, to, to make the NCAA Finals, they're going to have to be all on point again, and they're going to have to continue to be as good as they have. Um, individually, uh, if the team does not make the NCAA Finals, they'll take the top four in each event, uh, including the all-around. Lexi Rambler is almost a shoe-in, uh, barring a, a critical error uh, to make the NCAA all-around championships, whether with the Gophers as a team or as an individual. Uh, she's the number two ranked all around, but she also has a chance at individual event titles. Uh, I think Rambler's the the number one or number two ranked uh, performer on the balance beam this season. Uh, so a potential individual event champion for there could be. Um, when you're looking at at the vault, uh, Ona Loper is is one of the top uh, vault contenders. She could be potentially up for an individual title there if if the team doesn't get to to Fort Worth. Uh, Maya Hooten, the freshman. Uh, is in the top ten in the country in floor exercise. You know the the potential is there as well. So and and Rambler is also amazingly outstanding at, at the at the parallel bars. Um, 
So, you know, it, I, I think the Gophers will have representation in the national finals. It's just a matter of, of how well they show up. Uh, can they put two uh, really great back-to-back performances together in Georgia to try and get to the uh, try and get to the national finals? I believe it was 20, 2016 was the last time the Gophers as a team made the national finals. Uh, I'll have to confirm that date, but it's it's within the last five years they did make it to the national finals. Um, finished, I believe, seventh. Um, so it, it's not it's not unprecedented. The Gophers have been there. Uh, they're just going to have to all uh, come out and, and do what they did last weekend again, twice, to uh, to get them back there. Well, that's we got a lot of exciting things. Hopefully uh, more national titles coming our way, but it all starts with uh, men's hockey this weekend. Uh, and... It's you know it's good to 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 have that bit of normalcy. Minnesota in the NCAA tournament on the men's side back. Um. Yep, and uh, get your get your nap in uh, the game in case anybody hasn't seen. Uh, and and actually, Bob Motzko is not happy about this. He had he did his coaches show today, and it was a little irate. So Minnesota normally the top seed in the region gets the early afternoon game. Well, the West region, the early afternoon game is not televised, so Minnesota got placed in the in the night game uh, because basically they want all the Minnesota TV ratings because it's it's a known fact that Minnesota pretty much has the best TV ratings of any college hockey program in the country. Um, the problem with that is uh, the Minnesota and Omaha face-off Saturday night will now not face off until 9 o'clock Central Time. Uh, on ESPNU. So uh, get your nap in because it, it's going to be a late night Saturday night. Uh, and then if they come back, I believe the regional final is 7 o'clock on Sunday. Um, so uh, it will be a quick turnaround. I mean, admittedly, whoever wins that, that Mankato uh, Quinnipiac will have three or four hours more rest than Minnesota or Omaha, which is is a bit unfair, especially for the top-seeded team. But uh, unfortunately, as, as we've learned, uh, when there's money and TV ratings and everything involved, the NCAA tells you when you play, you don't get to make that decision, and uh, you just get to go along with it. So, so you're uh, saying we finally got screwed by being too popular. I mean, the, the same thing The same thing happened on the other end of the bracket to North Dakota. Uh, ironically, uh, it's North Dakota not getting their game televised because they decided that uh, that Michigan will be a bigger draw ratings-wise. Uh, so the early game of the North Dakota region, the early game, the, the Michigan-UMD game is televised, but the late game is not. So North Dakota also has to play the late game in their regional, but it's not because they're going to be on TV, but but they decided Michigan would be a better TV draw. So both Minnesota and North Dakota getting screwed by the NCAA, but for different reasons. I, I like I like that that's nice. <laughs> not not the Minnesota part, the, the the North Dakota part. Very nice. All right. Well that's uh Congratulations uh, on executing a, a two-part podcast week, guys. Uh, and for all of you, thanks for listening to this uh, just unbelievable bounty of, of sports talk goodness. Uh, we'll be with you again next week uh, for the Daily Gopher podcast. And uh, in the meantime, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat. Mm-hmm.